Welcome to General Conference Review, the podcast where we provide peanut gallery commentary and sometimes thought-provoking analysis of the semi-annual General Conference of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hosted by a team of experienced and professional individuals. Well, maybe not professional, more like average, like very average and kind of knowledgeable. Our podcast offers an average Joe's insight and reflections on the teachings and doctrines presented during the conference. But we don't stop there. We also encourage our listeners to review the conference talks for themselves in order to gain the fullest understanding and benefit from the messages shared. As a Christian podcast, we strive to to create an engaging and informative experience for listeners of all backgrounds, drawing on the desire to follow the prophets and, and apostles, which offer a unique perspective on the teachings of Jesus Christ. Join us as we explore the latest teachings and messages from the leaders of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and dive deep into the spiritual insights that can be gained from studying the words of the prophets. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you are. Uh, This is General Conference Review, uh, and I'm one of your hosts, Todd Bruce, and joining me as usual is Kevin Beamer. Hey, Kevin, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing wonderful. That's I had to do it again. I had to make myself not say fantastic. <laughs> I, should, I should prep for this. <laughs> I gotta, gotta have a thesaurus page open on your phone so you know what else, yeah. what, 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 what words kind of match with the synonyms of marvelous and fantastic. And, <laughs> uh, that's good. You're allowed to be fantastic. You're allowed well, to be you. It's good to be fantastic in January. It's a very bitterly cold uh, time of the year, and we just had uh, an insane amount of cold. And it's come out of yeah. it. It's it's now warm enough that it melts during the day, and cold enough that it freezes at night. Uh, yeah. That's the kind. That's the part of winter that we're in now. But mm-hmm. uh, it's it's still good. It's uh, I'm feeling fantastic. I'm, it's been a busy week, but uh, you know it's not not bad. Not bad to be busy. Um, Today we are covering, we're going to talk about uh, the talk, Promptings of the Spirit, by Elder Gary E. Stevenson. Uh, This was shared in the Saturday afternoon session of the October 2023 General Conference. And uh, it was a a good talk. They're they're all good talks. I I, I can't complain about any of them. But uh, this one, it talks, uh, it re-emphasizes the importance of having the Holy Ghost in our life. And not just the Holy Ghost, but of many of the spiritual gifts that we are given, and to not diminish them, and to make sure we're we're exercising them and uh, doing the best, magnifying those uh, those those gifts that we're given. Mm-hmm. Um, he starts and he jumps in and talks about the Women's World Cup and, and athletes at high level and and how hard they have to work to get there, and and then he shares it from like a gospel lens and and what we have to do. Um, and he says, he goes, the Lord invites us to earnestly seek the best gifts, even spiritual gifts. He gives spiritual gifts to bless us and to use in times of, or sorry, and to use in blessing others. And let's just change his quote entirely. Just ran off on my own thing. <laughs> um, but that's what it is. It's about uplifting one another. And, and we all have different talents and different uh, skill sets and different things. And, and as we work together, we're made better. And to me, there's no better um, example of this than a marriage. That you know, my wife and I are different, very different creatures, and and we uh, 
you know, we're, we're, we're different, but equal. And we, we complement each other and we support each other. And because of it, we're mesh stronger together uh, than we would be otherwise. And if we could, we can recognize that and lo- use our talents to support others, uh, you know, in the, in, in our wards, in our units, in our communities, in our neighborhoods, uh, man, um, the world would be a better place for us magnifying those blessings. That also sort of speaks to the importance of diversity in things. Because uh, sometimes we get in a rut that we just hang out with certain people because they're easy. <laughs> right? yeah. We all have relationships like that. Like It's really simple to hang out with my spouse and members from church because we have similar you know, beliefs, et cetera, et cetera. But we can we can gain so much from interacting with different people that are still good people, right? Yeah, yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, and it's important. Like, could you imagine how weird your relationship would be with your spouse if you both were like all the same strengths and all the same weaknesses? There, there'd be like a hole, right? Like things would get wouldn't get accomplished. There'd be all these you know gaps. <clears throat> so it's super important. Yeah, I I just I. I'm sure there's marriages where this works, but I just, <laughs> that sounds like a nightmare to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd be having my wife second guessing on all the things that I'm good at. <laughs> and I'd be second guessing her on things she's good at. And then we'd both be dropping the ball on other things. Anyway, we're, we are, um, you know, and my wife is, she's not a, a hardcore feminist, but she's a bit of, she's enough of a feminist that she's like, I could do those jobs. I just would prefer for you to do them. <laughs> <laughs> the, the blue jobs and the pink jobs and the whatever right and and uh but she's she's happily accepts yeah. those roles and we recognize that yes we're we're different but we're equal and we're grateful for it so I, within our wards and communities we have something to offer you yeah. know a light or a candle on a hill uh, you know that that whole that whole parable do not hide it yeah. under a bushel it's not effective mm-hmm. um he, he continued on talking about the, the gifted performers and how much work and whatnot they had to apply to their ta- talent they were, they were given. And they, he adds, likewise, I have observed a learning curve associated with spiritual gifts. Uh, exercising spiritual gifts requires spiritual exercise. Having the guidance of the Holy Ghost in your life requires spiritual work. This work includes fervent prayer and consistent scripture study. It also includes keeping your covenants and God's commandments. It includes worthily partaking of the sacrament each week. Uh, and he adds here one more little line I loved. Uh, the constant companionship of the Holy Ghost is one of the greatest spiritual gifts Latter-day Saints enjoy. And I think it's one we take for granted. Mm-hmm. I think we forget uh, that he is a member of the Godhead. And that's kind of, that's a big deal to have him with us. It's, I always think of it like uh, uh, that parable or the analogy of the fish that are swimming along and the older fish turns to him and says, hey, boys, how's the water? And the two fish swim along, and they're like, one, one turns to the other and goes, what the heck is water? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think members of the church, we're like living in the water, and we don't really, we take it for granted that we have the Holy Ghost to be with us. And, um, you know, those who are not not born in the gospel, born in the church, or have priesthood in their home on a regular basis, uh, tend to recognize that a little more easily um when when they're stri- when they're yearning for it um, yeah <clears throat> anyway it's uh I, I i love it the holy ghost is he's a stud and we need him and we're not going to survive without him as president nelson tells us as well 
Well, and I, I love too that one quote saying it's spiritual work because we're definitely um, a lot of times I don't want to do any work for anything. <laughs> and then, or I want to do a, por a portion of work or, you know, the church tagline of strive to be pretty big tagline. And sometimes we don't actually strive, but we say that we strive. So I do appreciate that this talks about the, uh, that it is spiritual work to have the guidance of the Holy Ghost in your life. <clears throat> Usually. Oh, absolutely. It's, it requires <clears throat> effort on our part. And uh, I bumped my mic. Does it sound all right still? It's it's better. We, we were we were we were concerned here for a little bit, but you're good. To go. <laughs> <laughs> I made an adjustment, and the whole thing went dark. And I was like, "Oh my goodness, what did I do?" <laughs> yeah, just go as uh, part way through. That would have been good. <laughs> yeah, just just dead air. I, I, it's the Kevin show now. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so then, uh, Elder uh, Stevenson says, let me offer four guiding principles that may be of assistance to you inviting and recognizing the promptings of the Spirit. So he says, here are some things that would help, uh, especially when we're struggling, because sometimes, <laughs> oftentimes we are. That's it, just life, and it's okay. And his first one is stand in holy places. And he talks about open house for the Tokyo Japan Temple, and they invited some people to come. And there was a moment that he, he wanted to talk about that was really lovely. And he said, one such moment, uh, speaking about having visitors to the Tokyo Japan Temple before it was dedicated, one such moment with a prominent government official remains etched in my mind. <clears throat> Following a moment of meditative silence in the celestial room, emotional and deeply touched, he whispered in my ear, even the air that I breathe in this room feels different. I recognized he was trying to describe the presence of the Holy Spirit, which indeed dwells in sacred spaces. If you hope to feel the Spirit, be in a place where the Spirit can easily dwell. Our temples and homes are the most sacred of these dedicated spaces. In them, we more easily invite and recognize the Spirit. Other holy places include meeting houses, seminary buildings, and institutes. And church history sites and visitor centers stand in holy places. I do I do love that uh, recognition recognizing of uh something's different here that's that's a really interesting way even the air that i breathe in this room feels different <clears throat> to talk about there's something special in here and sometimes when we're in the temple we we do feel that and sometimes we don't and that's okay but it definitely is there and yeah, as we I've, were in these play, oh, go ahead. <clears throat> no, sir. I was just gonna say I've noticed that with like uh, people that I've that I've met uh, that I met or that I know, or that uh, you know, like it just you just go and shake their hand and like the their presence, the, you can tell that they're they're living in the spirit and they have the spirit with them mm -hmm. because just being around them uh, feels lighter. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. Sorry to interrupt. I was that was perfect. Uh, but but as we go more often we will hopefully start to feel that spirit and notice a difference. Uh, and I think the same is at home. We can have the spirit in our home. It is super hard sometimes, <laughs> uh, especially when, uh, you know, raising children is an interesting experience, especially as they become teenagers. <laughs> and sometimes it doesn't feel very <laughs> smooth in our home. 
but it could become smooth again. It can, you can feel that difference. I remember growing up, we had some family friends and going to their house always felt off. If that makes sense. We, we didn't really like going to their house. We loved hanging out with them, but didn't love going to their house. And later on in adult life, they sort of, I remember some of these family friends talking to me and being like, Hey, uh, did you think we had a weird spirit in our house? And I thought that was so interesting that there was a realization later on that there was something different. And to me, that was, it wasn't the great, it was the fact that the spirit wasn't there. I would think uh, it's hard to say what a 12 year old was actually feeling, but that to me was what the recognition was. <clears throat> mm, that's, it's interesting because um, we're, we're encouraged so much to make our homes a refuge uh, from the world to make sure that it's, it, it, you have the spirit and um, you know, your kids feel safe. And, and I think it's more important than ever to, to mm-hmm. make sure that that's the case, that they're, that they're safe at home. Uh, they're loved. They, they feel all the, they, you can, any conversation you can have and, and that uh, they don't have to, have to live up to this worldly standard that they, that, that's out there for them. Uh, mm-hmm. They can just come and can, can do what they can do. But mm-hmm. uh, anyway, though, yeah, that's, that's interesting that it was noted as a, like a you know, 12 year old, mm-hmm. um, you know, st- just like standing in holy places. Another a key thing is to stand with holy people. And, uh, and, and, you know, you were talking about uh, homes and temples and, and places that, that invite the spirit. And I, I jumped ahead to talking about people without realizing that I'd be talking about people immediately. Um, you must have read that somewhere earlier. <laughs> I must have read that. I must have had it in my mind that this was coming up. Or Anyway, um, yeah, Meathead Todd trying to interrupt to get my comment to, that popped into my head that second. Um, anyway, he carries on with standing with holy people. Uh, the spirit cannot be restrained from attending a gathering of holy people. If you hope to feel the spirit, be with people with whom the spirit can easily dwell. The spirit or the savior said it this way, quote, for though, for where two or three are gathered uh, together in my name, there I am in the midst of them, unquote. Um, that must be why I enjoy your company, Kevin. It's just, I feel, I feel uh, it's lighter. It feels better. I enjoy the conversations after I'm, we're done. I always enjoy, enjoyed it. And, uh, if life wasn't so busy, I'm sure we'd come up with more opportunities to get together. But mm-hmm. um, it's time and a season for everything. Yeah. Uh, he concludes this uh, section. Find your strength in numbers. Find good friends. Be good friends. Support one another wherever you are. Stand with holy people. Yeah, I, I believe this with every fiber of my soul, that uh, when we surround ourselves with good people, uh, it makes a difference in life all over. And I just want to clarify, too, this this isn't just surround yourselves with good members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Yeah. Because I've got many friends that were able to have real discussions and, and uplift each other, and it's so wonderful to have that in your life, especially yeah. when sometimes you don't. Uh, this does remind me, though, of a time a few years back when Todd and I were both in the state young men's presidency. Uh, we had an activity that was a sledding activity. 
and quite a few of our friends-ish of age were there and we all sledded together while the kids were doing some sledding and it was so ridiculously fun <laughs> right like just so fun we were like little kids again uh but also what was interesting it was so fun but we also had real discussions real conversations as well which uh sometimes as a male in a certain age demographic we don't find time for that anymore and so it's really important that we do have something some type of good friendships that uh help us support us because we do need support in many different ways and sometimes it's spiritual sometimes it's just how do you how do you have a good strong relationship with your spouse or your children or how do you deal with your children as they go away to university or whatever uh, that's important. <clears throat> so stand with holy people, 100%. I love hanging out with Todd, love doing our podcast together because that's very uplifting. And every time that we do it, even though sometimes we're crazy busy and it's like, oh, I don't have time for this. We go through the process. We have a good visit. We uplift each other. It's wonderful. <clears throat> yeah, well, I was just going to say, I can't remember. Was it a month ago we got together last Maybe maybe a little over a month ago yeah. when we got yeah I guess it was it was like December wasn't it early December maybe yeah um, when we had the arcade night and we had like how many people were there twenty guys yeah twenty two guys something like that and it was just it was goofy it was people getting together playing you know foosball and and pool and arcade games and mm-hmm. uh, but just getting together with with some guys that all had similar interests and similar and not not same. No, but like reasonably similar, and and yeah. and you know, just it was nice to to get together with with people that uh, that had similar um, connections. And as like a forty year old, like it's yeah, yeah, um, you know, and our our youth love getting together, and it's wonderful <laughs> to get them together. These FSY opportunities, the stake opportunities, mm-hmm. uh, we get them together as often as we can uh, on the ward level. Uh, I pushed pretty heavily for like early, early morning seminary to be in person so that they could benefit from that. And that's been yeah. a, a bit of a challenge because, you know, that's hard to, hard to do. And especially with two teachers and yeah. you know, all the things, but uh, you know, the, the, the youth need to be together. The adults need to be together. People need to find their people. And I think it's one of the, one of the, um, we're stronger together. A rising tide floats all boats and we're stronger together as we uplift and support one another. And as you know, I don't want to put words in Heavenly Father's mind, but there's not there's fewer things as uplifting, or Heavenly Father's. I don't want to speak for him, but uh, there's fewer things as uplifting as a father to seeing my kids lift one another. And so when we're lifting, uplifting one another, I can't mm-hmm. imagine uh, a greater feeling for my Heavenly Father than seeing him, yeah. seeing seeing his children lift one another. Yeah. Uh, I like that you didn't want to speak for Heavenly Father, but you did anyways. <laughs> I'm gonna do it anyway. Yeah, I don't want to do this, but I'm gonna do this. But I'm gonna do it anyway. I find too this uh, strength in numbers is probably over the last five to ten years. I don't think it's just a COVID-related thing at all. Uh, maybe it was enhanced with that. I found that people don't want to do activities as much in general. Mm-hmm. They don't, it's just, we're happy enough as being at home, maybe streaming some shows, playing on my phone, and we call it family time. Uh, but I remember, you know, 10, 15 years ago, getting together with people regularly uh, and just 
enjoying life. And it seems to be that we've become too busy for this. So I do appreciate this idea of uh, be around people and be around mm -hmm. people that are good. It will work. It will help. And every we had a elder quorum function in like November. Okay. And we had like uh, seven or eight people there. And, and the very next Sunday, we had uh, a gentleman bear his testimony saying, I did not want to go to that activity, but I'm so glad I did. Mm. And it yeah. was the highlight of my week. It was like it uplifted. It, 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 I laughed so hard. Like he just, he's like, yeah. it was so good. What, so why are we so sour about doing the things? Yeah. You know, like just do the thing, just go and hang out with people. Yeah. Anyway, it was, um, it, it was, it was fun to listen to. And, and, uh, and, and our stake president was there that day listening to it, just laughing at his testimony, uh, and how he's bearing testimony about being with people. Yeah. It was good. <laughs> uh, Elder Stevenson continues with his third thing to testify of holy truths. And he said, third testify of holy truths. As often as you can, the Comforter always shares his voice when we testify with our voice. The Spirit bears witness to the speaker and listener alike. As you seek and take opportunities to share your testimony with others, you will create moments to recognize the Spirit for yourself. This reminds me of Doctrine and Covenants section 62, verse 3. Uh, you can look that up on your own time. <laughs> I'm not reading for others. Uh, but... I will say this, that I have found this to be true 100%. When I bear my testimony, especially when it's simple testimony, like of the Savior, of the Atonement, of the plan of salvation, uh, it's powerful, and I feel it. I feel the Spirit bear witness to me of the truthfulness of this. And we're supposed to do that. We're supposed to testify of Jesus Christ. And I think that anytime we do, this has happened in my life regularly. So it's important for us to do that. I, I know that Jesus Christ's atonement is real. I know that it applies to me, and I know that it helps me in my life. And that the plan of salvation is so wonderful. And I'm so grateful for the mercy that my, that is provided through the Savior's atonement. It's just, it's wonderful. And as I bear testimony even now, I'm like, this, this is true. It's lovely. Yeah, and I can feel I can feel the truthfulness of it through uh, your earnest testimony. I appreciate it. Um, it's and that's one thing I've been encouraged to do, and I've been trying to do better at is is when I have a youth or an adult or anybody in the office that we're either um, having a hard conversation or attempt to recommend, take opportunities to testify of mm -hmm. simple things. Simple things in the gospel, because they're gonna. That's gonna be a difference maker. The simple things are the difference makers in our life. By small and simple things, are great things brought to pass. Mm -hmm. Likewise, by small and simple things, are great things you know stopped and halted. We have to be willing to do the things, and but we we need to. Oh, I read a thing this week, and I, I'm gonna butcher it basically, but it talks about uh, people who leave the church. And I th people, sometimes when people leave the church, they just are, are part of it is, is they're testing the people around them to see how much they, how strongly they feel about it, mm -hmm. that their testimony is weakened and they feel like this is a thing they need to explore. But like, if they start telling their friends and family and they're like, okay, well, whatever, that's your choice. 
then they're like, really? Okay, this is, must not mean that much. Mm. Whereas if we are like, not and not that we have to like, you know, beg and plead and hang onto their legs and drag, you know, drag them to church yeah. or anything, but if we just are like, you know, bear a simple testimony of them about why, you know, why it's so important to you, and then just leave that with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just anyway, it would just could could be a difference maker. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a critical aspect of all this is listening to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, he's he, and this is his final principle. He goes, the final principle is to listen to the Holy Spirit. He can be our constant companion, but he speaks in subtle, quiet tones. The prophet Elijah found that the voice of the Lord was not in the wind, the earthquake, or the fire, but was a still, small voice. It is not the voice of thunder, uh, but rather a still voice of perfect mild, mildness, as if it had been a whisper, and yet it can pierce even to the very soul. And I was reading... Um, oh, I, it was a, st- a story I read that I shared in a fireside today, but um, it was talking about... Um, just taking time that how often we focus on how often we try to do the things and we're so busy, so rushed, but how often do we just take time to sit and listen mm-hmm. uh, and the importance of just reflecting and meditating and doing that stuff. I think that there's power in that stuff. And just because it's meditation seems like it's not a, uh, you know, a, a, a you know, something a member of the Church of Jesus Christ should be doing. It seems kind of New Age or Eastern medicine or whatever. There's value. There's great value in doing it. But like, try and connect with heaven. Take time to listen. Take a time out. Be be cognizant of your own thoughts because that is often when the Spirit is going to communicate with us. Mm-hmm. And if you're like me, write down those thoughts because you'll forget them. So I just. Can I jump in here quick, Todd? Because I want to yeah. pass this on. So you're saying meditations like New Age-ish, which sometimes it feels that way. But I want to jump to First Nephi chapter 11, verse 1, mm-hmm. uh, which is come follow me this week. And in it, uh, it's Nephi talking about it. And he says, I'm just going to read it. For it came to pass after I desired to know the things that my father had seen and believing that the Lord was able to make them known unto me as I sat pondering in my heart. I was caught away in the spirit of the Lord. So to me, that's exactly what you're describing, though. That's what meditation kind of is. Yeah. Like Nephi is pondering. He's thinking, why is this on? Now, he wouldn't be doing that if he's watching a hockey game, if he's playing a game on his cell phone, if he's worried about uh, all his responsibilities or burdens that he has. So it is important that we have time to ourselves to meditate or contemplate or ponder or whatever word you want to use. Mm-hmm. just be and feel that spirit and those impressions. <clears throat> uh, yeah. Uh, during, it wasn't the height of COVID, but when it was kind of opening up a little bit, we were very limited with what we can do. Uh, and we were allowed to have like 40 people in the, in the, in the building and um, for, for a sacrament meeting and we had a short talk and then we yeah. you know did sacrament services, let everyone go. One thing we were allowed to do explicitly, at least in BC, was to have a a quiet reflection period. It was more tailored to like the Catholic Church, I think, in that that's a thing that they do. It's not really a thing we do in in the near Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. But I opened this up. I'm like, yep, if this is something we can do, I'm opening it up because I benefit from quiet reflection and pondering and meditating when I go to the temple. That's why... 
the main reason why I go to the temple to have that time. Yeah. And so every week I was sitting there almost by myself. A couple times somebody came. But yeah, I just I loved it. But I, I heard feedback from a couple of people that are like, What are we the Catholic Church now? We have to have a quiet reflection. And and I've had there's a negative connotation sometimes around meditating. Like it's like it's it's just um I don't understand it because I benefited so much from taking that time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and to your point, uh, the noise, clamor, and contention prevalent in the world may overpower uh, still quiet impressions of the Holy Spirit. Find a quiet place, a holy space, where you can seek to receive direction from the Spirit. We need it. There's no bones about it. We absolutely need this in our life, and we need to be worthy of it. We need to be prepared for it. We need to be receptive of it. Um, it's it's too much at stake for us to 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 not do this properly. Um, I find, not that I always make time for this, but we need quiet time, regardless if it's spiritual or not. So, <laughs> yes, we do need the spiritual connection, but we need quiet time because we function better as people when we unplug uh, 100%. Uh, every once in a while, we'll go for a walk in the community forest. Really simple. And there's people there. <laughs> it's not empty. Yeah. But it is such a refreshing, rewarding experience that helps lead towards spiritual, at least for me. I find uh, nature definitely helps sometimes when I need to unplug. <clears throat> It does. It's uh, it's a, it's the number one thing for youth, uh, for feeling the spirit, mm-hmm. um, as shared by a general authority that came to state conference uh, about a year ago. Uh, he said that they were, they polled, you know, thousand students or ten thousand, you know, youth aged individuals, and uh, and yeah, church was great, family stuff was great, um, you know, going to the temple was great, but they loved being outdoors in nature and it's that to me it's just taking that time out just, take, just yeah. taking a break from all the things uh, my oldest is doing a science for a project it's on he's taking he's taking a break from his phone uh, for two weeks to see what impact that has on his on his brain and on his ability to sleep and all the things and he's like it's been like a week and i, I i'm sleeping way better and, oh. I, and you know like he's anyway he's noted he's starting to notice the things and he's like 15 yeah and uh you know, I just I'm like that is there's a lot of wisdom in in being able to recognize that. Yeah. And uh you know I makes me want to throw my phone away except for you know who who will do the things if I'm not answering. Anyway. Uh that that time and that break is needed and, and yeah. I, we each need it. So if, if the things don't happen, you know, that's that's a that's a boundary that I need to create so that I can have that time and yeah. that space. Yeah. Uh, just continuing on, he goes over some words of caution. Got some bolded, bolded points. Uh, I guess we go through them quickly. Uh, one of them is confirm your spiritual impressions. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Do you remember? I don't, who was it? Was it Razband? Renla? I can't remember who it was, but somebody was talking about somebody had broken into a church or a home. And was digging in the basement because he had an impression that this is what that that there was something there for him. And 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 the guy was like, I'm not bailing you out. You are you're kooky. 
And, uh, but it, like, if it doesn't align with our understanding, mm-hmm. um, and even like Nephi confirmed his spiritual impressions. Yeah. Never before had I slain or uh, shed the blood yeah, of man. Yeah. You know, and he, you know, you know, some people would say they wish you would have uh, been obedient immediately, but I think that there's absolutely nothing wrong with the fact that he questioned something that went against his. Does this align? Yeah. Does this align yeah. with what I know? Yeah. Uh, next one is be certain that the feelings you receive are consistent with your assignment. Uh, pretty important thing. (laughs) Uh, I, so this is not spiritual promptings, but, uh, this is just a matter of how we do life here. Uh, I lovely, I just have daughters and they're lovely and wonderful. And I have drawn the strong opinion that I have no say over what they wear. (laughs) (laughs) At all. So I've compartmentalized that assignment, uh, and my wife can deal with that if she so chooses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes you just got to protect your peace a little bit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we, we want to. I'm not getting spiritual promptings to tell your ward what to do. Well, we just had this conversation just offline. You're the state uh, executive secretary. Yep. And you and I are both chatty Cathy's you know, that, that get involved and we do plenty of talking and we usually lead discussions wherever we go and to sit as an executive secretary and just, you know, wait to be called upon. To... <laughs> anyway, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a new, it's a new challenge. Yeah. And um, still learning. That's not your, that's not your area to, to chime in and speak up and tell them how things should be done or, yeah. or that's, that's for them to kind of sort out. And you were there as a, as a, as a support when needed. hundred percent. Yeah, it's good. Uh, I like this next one too. Spiritual matters cannot be forced. Mm-hmm. Um, you gotta do, it's, it reminds me of that. Neil A. Maxwell quote. Where I'm going to butcher it now. I'm not one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I, I can Google it if you want. I'll find it. No, it's it's, no, he, it's amazing. But he basically says um, trusting in the Lord includes trusting in his timing. Yeah. It's not going to come when we want, how we want. Uh, it's going to come how the Lord you know, knows is the best for us and when it's going to be the best for us. So just be open, do the things, be open, be available, and, uh, you know, be yeah. reasonable. No, you didn't really butcher it. It's pretty close? Yeah. yeah. Oh, there you he's, go. He's also quoted a couple different ways from that, so he must have used that sort of similar quote a few different times. A different. It's quote. a pretty famous quote. Yeah. Uh, looks like BYU Speeches says, the issue for us is trusting God enough to trust also his timing, but then he also did give a specific one at conference so yeah, yeah. well that's good man neely maxwell is is a stud that's a that's mm-hmm. a guy right there yeah uh, uh go ahead well i was just gonna say 100 percent. it when we force stuff it's weird good it doesn't work and but it's not just spiritual matters in general sometimes we think it's just spiritual matters but it's life in general there's a frame there's a phrase about hockey when somebody's gripping their stick too tight because they, mm-hmm. they're not scoring goals. And so they're trying too hard to score goals and then they can't score goals. <laughs> yeah. And so it's interesting because it's 
oftentimes we just think it's spiritual, but it's not accurate. It's all across the board. <laughs> I think, and and again, a hockey term is you got to simplify. Yeah. Right. When when things are getting tough, when things are getting, yeah. you're, you're, you seem like you're having to force it. Uh, yeah. That's when you just got to simplify, go back to basics, do the things, back check for, you know, do, you know yeah, yeah. make smart plays. Yeah. Do, do the things. Yeah. And, uh, and then, and then in all of this, uh, use your own best judgment. Um, he says here, uh, sometimes we want to be led by the spirit in all things. And I remember, I think it was an EFY talk or maybe just a, a talk on tape or something. Uh, but it was talking about people that like are in the cereal aisle praying about like what kind of cereal to buy. <laughs> it's like, not just you should buy not some buy cereal. cereal. No, you should, <laughs> but it's not healthy. <laughs> Go to, go to the end of the aisle and get the oatmeal that nobody yeah. else is buying. <laughs> That's what's going to stick with you all day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, we can we can use our own best judgment. And uh, I have in my patriarchal blessing, uh, it distinctly says what, about a job: it doesn't matter what you choose to do, as long as you do it with uh, on, you know honesty and sincere intent, uh, you will always have plenty. And I'm like. Well, that doesn't help me at all. <laughs> but but we're figuring it out. Uh, we don't need to be led in all things. We can we can be reasonable yeah. with our, you know, the, the talents that we've been given and how we're going to exercise those talents to help. Yeah. And, um, of course, we do want the spirit with us and all these things, blah, blah, blah. Like, we 100% understand that's important. But we are here to make choices. Like, that's the purpose of our existence. Plan of salvation, we came here to become like God, to make choices, to hopefully learn from those choices. And it's important for us to make mistakes, because that's how we grow. Absolutely. So that's okay. Yeah. That was, uh, 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 what do you call it? The lesson we did tonight. It was, uh, uh, I got a bunch of ropes, I tied them. In the gym, I tied them all on one end, and then I had the kids, like, um, tangle them up real good. Yeah. And then I tied the other end to a different part of the gym. And then I had my own children do this. And then and then later on, I took all the youth that I brought them in, and I said, okay, get into groups, and whatever. Grab one end of a rope. And I only had one end of a rope went out the door. Mm-hmm. All the other ropes were tied somewhere in the gym. Like, there was, I had four ropes, so there was eight, or eight ends total. Seven out of the eight ends stayed in the gym. And one one went out the door, and I said, the goal of this is to get out the door. Here's your clip. I'm going to clip it to your rope that you chose to start with. And then the goal is to get this clip out that door. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, the one group made it out the door just fine, and the next group moved their clip and clipped onto the other rope and to move to the clip, right, to, to get on the proper rope and then made it out the door. And so the two groups that were left were like, how the heck did you guys get out? My rope won't go anywhere. <laughs> and and uh, then they figured out that somebody unclipped and clipped into the proper rope. <laughs> and they said, can we unclip? And I said, I didn't say you couldn't. <laughs> so they unclipped, clipped the right, right rope and then went out. And anyway, everyone ended up making it out. And I just said, what did we learn from that? And they're like, because cheating and wins. Or, or I said, hey, that wasn't against the rules. What I wanted you to recognize was if you, where you were going wasn't leading you where you wanted to go, you needed to make a change. Mm-hmm. And you needed to recognize what you needed to do in order to get where you needed to get. Mm-hmm. And if unclipping your rope and clipping onto a different rope that gets you where you need to go mm-hmm. gets you there, get yeah. 
yeah, if you need to change your friend group because it's not a good way for you to grow spiritually, then you need to change yeah. it. Just, Nobody said yeah. you couldn't do it. You just, yeah. just got to be willing to do it. Anyway. Yeah. Great, great. It, uh, it worked in you know, object lesson. And you know what? I, I had something entirely different in mind, uh, but I didn't have enough rope. So it wasn't long enough. So I couldn't quite do it the way I wanted to do it. And, and then when we did it, it all ended up in a big knot. And I'm like, ah, this isn't going to work out how I want it at all. And then the Lord provided and gave me that inspiration when it happened. And anyway, it was good. Imperfect harvest. Oh, it comes up all the time, Todd. It, it's, uh, yeah, happy accidents. Yeah. Um, anyway, he concludes here. He goes, Latter-day Saints should be gifted covenant-keeping people. Nonetheless, it remains for each of us to seek to exercise our spiritual gifts and then to invite and learn to recognize promptings of the Spirit. And I like this as a conclusion because it puts emphasis on the individual. Mm -hmm. This is an individual thing. We have talents. We have spiritual gifts. We need to magnify them. We need to uplift we need to to build them up we need to put in the spiritual work required to help help us get there and and everyone will benefit from it we will benefit our families will benefit yeah uh, our neighborhoods our non-member friends whoever the people that know us will benefit from our efforts uh if we're willing to put in the work but we need to put in the work yeah amen it's tough do it <laughs> it's tough let's do it it's we, you know we want to get there in the end how do we get there set some goals mm-hmm. you know knock punch those goals out and uh move on to some new goals and and move up move on church is true jesus christ loves us let's do the things hey man love you Todd. Okay. thanks, <laughs> thanks Gavin. Love you too, well buddy. Thanks. <laughs> thanks for the good chat yeah. 85 minutes later love you buddy talk to you later <laughs> bye Thank you for tuning in to General Conference Review. We hope you've enjoyed our in-depth analysis and commentary on the latest conference talks from leaders of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. If you enjoyed our podcast, please consider subscribing and leaving us a review. But please remember, there is no substitute for your own personal study of the conference talks. We encourage you to read and ponder on these messages and to share your own insights and experiences with loved ones, friends, neighbors, and apply the teachings to help you become a better disciple of Christ. Together, we can deepen our understanding and appreciation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thank you again for joining us on General Conference Review. We look forward to continuing the conversation with you in future episodes.